Welcome to The 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, August 26, 2022, and Jessica, what's going on? We're back. We are back, and we took last week off because there was just so much going on. There really was, and since our last episode, some big things have happened within our community. Tell us all about it. One of those things is quite literally a big thing. O'Fallon Fire and Rescue recently took possession of our new 75-foot ladder truck. It is called a Schmiel Spartan. Say that three times. And you know what? It looks super sharp. So in the fire service, there are fire engines and fire trucks. And first of all, I didn't realize that they were separate, but they are. Okay. The engines, which are also called pumper trucks, those are the workhorses. So they get a lot of use. They have the water tank, a lot of the hoses, and they pump the water. And O'Fallon Fire and Rescue has four of these engines, and their average lifespan is about 15 years. That's pretty good. This new truck, though, is our ladder truck, and it has a hydraulically operated air ladder for firefighting from above, but then also like for rescue operations. Okay. And O'Fallon Fire and Rescue has one of those. Their average lifespan is about 20 years, but we got mm, about 15 out of our last one because they ran it sort of like an engine truck. Now these ladder trucks normally cost about $1.2 million. Okay. And they're quite the investment. Now we paid just about $960,000 for ours. And a lot of that cost savings has to do with some of the in-house capabilities that uh, we can do ourselves. And by we, I mean Craig Schmidt, because <laughs> I don't do any of this. <laughs> he is the department's chief engineer, and he is fantastic. He's such a talented guy. He's also the guy that sends me the fire calls every week that I run in the newspaper. Well, see, appreciate that, too. I do appreciate He's a good that, dude. yeah. So when they pick up the truck, it comes bare bones. So it's a truck with a ladder. And then over the next few weeks, Craig will spend his days installing the mounting brackets for all of the equipment. So... They have like 2,000 feet of hoses, they've got radios, they've got hand tools, saws, flashlights. All of this has to be transferred from the old letter truck into the new one. And that's why he's called the chief engineer. I mean, he literally has to lay out how all of this is going to fit into the new truck. And it's very complicated and it's basically an expensive puzzle. Well, yeah, because they got to figure out like the optimum place to like place things on the truck, like for easy access. That's right. The biggest change between the old and the new truck is how the cabin is laid out. This is what's called a clean cab design. So think about after they've been on a call for service involving fire, The firefighters are covered in soot and their gear is filthy. For sure. And with this new cabin design, much of their gear is going to be stored outside of the cabin. So they don't have to pack it all in there and be in the small enclosed space. So um, the air packs, some of their clothing, this new layout has specialized compartments over the wheel. And the gear comes off and goes into the exterior cab area instead of coming inside the truck with them. I think to have this will save them a lot of time when they get back to the firehouse and have to clean everything up. Exactly. There's another benefit, too. This reduces their continued exposure to carcinogens. You're not in this smaller enclosed space breathing in all of this soot. Um, But other than the updated cab design, the rest of the truck is generally the same, which is good because we have a volunteer fire department, so they don't all have to learn, you know, a new layout for the truck. And fun fact, Nick, how many gallons per minute do you think the ladder trucks pump out? Oh, I don't know. Um, Oh, let's go with a thousand. 
close. It's actually 2,000 gallons per minute, which weirdly feels like how much water my kid wastes when he leaves the faucet running when he's brushing his teeth at night, and that drives me nuts. So, like, how many liters is that? I have no idea. (laughs) I want to know the conversion. You're going to have to ask Google for that when we're done with this. I do have one more fun fact. Did you know that O'Fallon Fire and Rescue services a much larger area than just O'Fallon? I do, actually. Probably because you went through Citizens Police Academy. I, I did. We'll talk and, about in a um, but then also, like, you get type, the fire calls. I type up the fire calls. So I okay. see, like, all the different areas that they're at. Gotcha. Well, yeah. the fire district they're responsible for is about 45 square miles, and that covers about 45,000 covered lives. O'Fallon is only about 15,000 square miles of that, so our firefighters have quite the area that they manage. So congratulations to O'Fallon Fire and Rescue on their new truck. Um, It'll be about another month or so before it's in service, but now when you're out and about and you see this new fire truck, you'll know just a little bit more about it. Sounds good. And on a related note, one of our favorite community programs is starting back up again. The Citizens Police Academy is offered through the O'Fallon Police Department, and it begins in about a month. That's true. This is an eight-week program. Classes are generally held on Wednesday evenings from 6 until 9 p.m., and the Academy is designed to give participants a realistic view of police work, and they cover a lot of different aspects of law enforcement. Now, Nick, you and I, we both graduated CPA, as they call it. What was your favorite part? Probably the ride-along. Tell me more. I had a really Did late... you have an interesting night? I, no, actually. It was actually kind of a laid-back night, but that was okay because it gave me a lot of time to talk with my officer and like kind of get you know, his thoughts and everything. And we did some things. I mean, there were some traffic stops and, you know, there was one that was uh, a suspected DUI. It ended up not being a DUI, but I got to see the DUI process and all that. But it was actually a fairly laid back evening, which is sad because I really wanted to see somebody just like, just, you nope, know, nope. I, I, I wanted to see the wackiness. Nope, I live in this community. I'm glad it was. A, I wanted to a see the wackiness, night. but anyway. What about you? What was something you really enjoyed? I would say the same thing: the opportunity um, to ride along. So during CPA, you learn all of these things in a classroom environment, but then when you get the chance to go out on the streets, it really is eye-opening to see it in action. And this might surprise you, but I did a 12-hour shift overnight. I stayed wow. up all night. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. But I will say. During a subsequent ride-along, I talked with one of the citizens that we were helping. We had a lovely conversation. And after the call was finished, the officer and I got back into a squad car, and he looked at me and very seriously said, you cannot talk like that with everybody we meet tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And I got got all worried, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that I shouldn't interact with him. And he started laughing, and he was like, oh, no, no, you can interact with him. We just can't stand here for 30 minutes chatting it up after we're done. Like, we have to get back in service. Nice. Apparently, I'm just a chatty cat. You're when we holding go out. up the police. Exactly. So if you're interested in learning more about police operations, criminal investigations, things like that, you should definitely consider applying. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. CPA is slated to begin on Wednesday, September 7th, and it'll wrap up the last week in October. The Academy is open to the first qualified applicants, and you do have to be over 21 years of age to apply. Yeah, they've got a limited number of spots. I think it's like 20 And they've or mostly so. filled up, so if okay, you're interested, so yeah, get in on get that. Get on the horn. And speaking of the police, we want to give them a huge shout-out for an award they recently won. And if you pick up a copy of this week's O'Fallon Weekly, you can read more about it. But the O'Fallon Police Department recently received the highest award in the state 
for volunteerism. That's right. The governor has a series of hometown awards, and OPD was one of four finalists in the state to be recognized for volunteerism. And this is such an awesome recognition for the work that the police have done within our community, specifically for Special Olympics. And last week, the police department and a delegation traveled to Springfield to present in front of a panel of eight judges, and they shared not only about their fundraising, but just how they bring people together. They are building a community within our community. And I'm just, I'm really proud of this unique partnership that's been created between the Special Olympians and our officers. For sure. I think both are groups that are easily misunderstood. And until you meet somebody with intellectual disabilities or until you meet a cop, you probably have some misconceptions about each of them, but then you meet just one. And then it's likely that you have a new perspective and a new understanding of them and on the cop side, what they do. So it has been really fun to see their friendship evolve and how they're advocating for each other. So this award is recognition um, that what they do matters, and we just could not be happier for them. Congratulations. Absolutely. Congratulations to both the Olympians who put in the work and the officers who coordinate the fundraising efforts to keep it going. And then Jess, what's on the calendar for this week? So today is Friday, August 26th, which means tomorrow is another Vine Street Market at O'Fallon Station. The weather looks like it's going to be an absolutely perfect day to spend some time outside. Yoga, which is a free class offered by Moonbird Yoga, and the market both begin at 8 a.m. and live music starts at 9. Tomorrow is also the OTHS Band Boosters Fall Yard Sale. That's from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Smiley Campus. And then Sunday is the band's annual mattress sale, also at the Smiley Campus from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. These are big fundraisers for the band, so we really hope people come out and support them. Fun fact, I heard that in the days leading up to the start of the school year this year, the band practiced from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. every day. That doesn't surprise me. They work so hard to build their field shows and performances, so I really hope people consider supporting these fundraising events to help them out. And then we do have some big community events like the Shiloh Homecoming is coming up September 9th and 10th. And then Bacon Fest in the downtown district is September 10th. So save the date for those. And we're going to cover those in more detail in next week's episode. Sounds good. Well, on that note, I've got to get going. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.